after these messages we'll be right back i can't believe i ate that whole thing are you in good hands and now a word from our sponsors hey everybody welcome to after these messages this is the podcast where we talk about tv commercials we talk about good ones, and we talk about bad ones, and we talk about ones where people say weird shit like this. You got a good grip, bro. That's the first time I haven't able. I started laughing because I knew it was coming up. It's a good. It's a good ad. We talked about it last week, I think. You or got two a good grip, ago. bro. <laughs> the Slingers ad for Sling TV. Nick Offerman there. Hey, sorry about that. My name is Andrew Walsh. She's Genevieve Has. I'm sorry that I went off the rails so early today. That is a record. You're feeling silly today. Of course, this is uh, the show where we talk about uh, cultural norms in commercial forms. And uh, coming up today, <laughs> right? Yeah, you nailed it. That's it, right? Yep. Okay. And uh, coming up today, we have an all-ad council show. We finally opened the, um, the uh, crate of Facebook messages we've been receiving. We did. Why yeah. do they come in a crate? Well, I I just become more of an analog person, and I hate mm. Facebook. And so I said I wrote to Facebook. I wrote to Mark, and I said, Mark, I don't like your product, mm-hmm. but if you are willing to package up all of my Facebook content to me once a month, put it in a crate, send it to my address, we can continue to have a relationship. And he was like, fine. And that's actually. why they ended up uh, partnering up with Loot Crate. Yeah, not a lot of people know that Facebook yeah. will do that, but you just have to write a nice letter. Yeah, they have a partnership with Loot Crate now, and you don't know exactly what's going to come in the crate every week. You know it's going to be a variety yeah. of Facebook Some white messages. nationalist content, I'll be honest. <laughs> there is going to be some of that because yeah. it is Facebook. Um, okay, we are going to check in with the Ad Council. We have tons of... Uh, Email messages from you guys and, um, like I said, stuff from the Facebook. And it looked like you put together some of it, Veeves. I put together some of it. Um, do we have a bunch of gross-out stuff today? You know, it's funny. We do. Uh, we Years and years ago now, we did one of our very first shows was, like, gross commercials. Mm. But um, that well never runneth dry. And uh, happily, uh, listener Danielle kind of got a conversation started on Facebook about some com- a commercial that really grosses her out, which I know is going to also gross you out. Uh. Um, and then it kind of got people thinking about what other commercials have grossed them out over the years. So uh, we've got a little bit of a theme going there. All right, cool. Well, uh, I haven't seen those. We'll watch those. Also, I got a uh, an email from somebody who wanted us to talk about a commercial in the news. <laughs> something that uh, you and I had already been talking about. An Ancestry.com commercial that has oh. already been pulled. Oh, hell yeah. And should have never seen the light of day. Correct. Lots unpacked there. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, all right. Well, that's what's coming up on oh, today's Oh, we got show. a letter from my sister. She's in this Oh, one. really? Yeah. All right. Cool. Sweet. Uh, it's a family affair <laughs> on this week's After These Messages. It always makes me feel like the show's ending. <laughs> I know, hearing this music. I don't hear words saying Only the echoes of my mind should we start with this thread that you said Danielle started? Yeah, let's do it. Um, Danielle posted to Facebook uh, writing, I'm not easily grossed out, but there is something about the Washington State Lottery commercial ad where a swimmer dives into a pool of ranch dressing Ugh. that makes my stomach flip Ugh. each time. Um, she said I would share it, but it would show up. They would make it show up in my feed. Uh, but I got it because I we have to talk about oh, she it. She didn't want to email it to us because then it would be or post it. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you remember? I think it was a week ago. I was um, online looking for a new Mariners ball cap for myself. Yes. New season, new cap. Who yeah. this? And um, I, as a joke, started looking at the ugliest ones possible. Right. The ones that were camo. The ones that were super star spangled out. A right. pink one. And I opened those up. I took screen grabs. I sent them to you and some friends saying, I don't know. I can't make up my mind which one I want. And for the rest of the week, I had those exact hats popping up in articles. You know I know what? it's 2019. I should stop being surprised by this. But, but it was I just mean, like, no, I don't want the camo Mariners hat. I feel like there's got to be. That's got to be a phenomenon that other people have experienced because we often people often look at things and share things as a joke. Mm-hmm. And. There, there should be a name for that phenomenon yeah. where like the joke becomes sort of on you because mm-hmm. now you're getting served all this content and ads and stuff that reflect whatever like weird thing you were ironically pretending to like. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. I, as you know, I'm always, I'm sort of constantly couch shopping. So I'm constantly inundated with like every 
make maker of couches that are like you know reproductions of mid-century modern furniture for a second i thought you meant that you're always like online shopping on the couch which could oh, be another definition true. of couch shopping yeah yeah um, okay so this sounds terrible danielle was talking about this Washington State lottery, and somebody jumps into what is it? Mayonnaise? It's ranch dressing, and I got to tell you, I, as a, I love ranch dressing, and this is beyond Ugh, gross. Now, gross. it's not a lot of there's not a lot of talking in it. I don't think so. Um, maybe I'll just kind of we'll kind of narrate it as we go. But yeah, I haven't it, seen this. It I'm starts with gag. A, a woman. This is for Washington lottery. And it's sort of like what would you do if you had you know unlimited resources like what weird dream would you fulfill it's from their department of imagination campaign Mm -hmm. and we've talked about some of these ads before and some of them i think have worked really well i think we liked the one where the guy has like a paratrooper like drop into Uh, his high school reunion to make him look like he's a cool guy yeah paratrooper kind of comes in or somebody like black ops storm in and say the president needs you right away and he's like paid a bunch of actors to make it seem like which i think that's a great that's a great one yeah there's another one where they pay they're out fishing and he pays somebody like some scuba divers to hook a giant fish to his line that one i didn't like yeah it was like to impress his dad so that he's the favorite son or something there was too much baggage with that one do you love me now daddy am i pretty now daddy All right, so I'm going to watch this commercial with you. I'm honestly worried about my. So you got a you got a white you know woman in her 30s getting she's like in a robe and putting on a bathing cap in front of a mirror, and then she's about to dive into a pool. Puts on her goggles, walks to the edge of the diving board, and it actually it looks very like she's about to like start her health health journey or something you know yeah like, kind of like this because it starts off like a parody it's very serious these yes. shots are very good to make you think that you're gonna watch something that's either a promo for the olympics like sure. the strength of the will or what have you or like a Centrum sounds like commercial. some sort of nazi propaganda but <laughs> wait have you not read my book the strength of the will <laughs> I highly recommend it. I'm selling it on Facebook. Uh, Anyway, so I got to give them credit. We're 10 seconds into this 30-second ad, and they're doing a good job of misleading and parodying something. She adjusts her goggles. She's going to take a big jump. She dives in and then pause, and there's like a message, you know, like a text message or something. If I won, I'd fill up a pool with ranch dressing and go for a swim. Why? Because I can. Oh, and now she's jumping in. Oh, God. We don't actually see her jump in, but we see her emerge from the pool. Let's let's break down what happens at the very end. After she jumps in, the cut to her popping up at the other end of the pool, completely covered in white, in ranch dressing, as if she has dived into white paint. She lifts the goggles out, so she just has like the clean eyes, and then she takes a carrot from a plate of buffalo wings and carrots and celery and dips it into the pool that she just dived in and is now covered in. And I stand with Danielle because this is foul. That's really foul. Um, It looks like... They are taking – I was like, why are you showing this pop-up of somebody tweeting? I'm like, oh, of course. They're using the hashtag Let's Imagine Together. People are submitting their ideas. Terrible hashtag, so, by the way. All oh, hashtags are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag all hashtags are terrible. <laughs> uh, but but uh, according to the description here from Washington Lottery's YouTube page, one lottery player, Courtney S., Imagine what it would be like. So, so this is a real person's suggestion that they have like then um, yeah. dramatized. They probably get thousands or at yeah. least hundreds of suggestions and then decide which ones to turn into commercials now, which is actually a pretty good marketing idea. But I wouldn't have gone with this. Yeah, no, one. I don't hate their their concept of how to like construct an ad. I think that kind of user generated content is great. Um, I'm really sad that this awesome pool room that she has, which is like this beautiful sort of like minimalist with lots of, you know, nice wood paneling and a beautiful view has been filled has a now has a pool filled with ranch dressing. That is disgusting. Really nasty. And I happen to pause it. It's not good if you don't like ranch dressing and it's not good if you do like ranch dressing. It's terrible. (laughs) 
I happen to pause it with what I think is a perfect shot, though, that we could use as our show I think that's got to be the show page. So it's so vile. The, uh, Although I think it's even grosser when the when the goggles are down. When the goggles are covering her face. Yeah. All right, so that is nasty. Thank you, Danielle. But Danielle uh, really started a, a whole thread on Facebook uh, about like whether, you know, actually someone else was like, yeah, it doesn't gross me out. Who's uh, that animal? Did you report them? <laughs> I did. I, I reported that user. Um, I've been hauled off to Facebook jail. Um, but someone else in the thread, Felicia, it made her think of an ad that kind of grossed her out from a long time ago that I had never seen. Um, she writes, there was an ad for some kind of salsa maybe 10 years ago where it was so good, people wouldn't even let a drop go to waste. And this woman poured some water in the jar to like shake it up after it was empty uh, to drink the remainder. And my gag re- reflex was triggered. So interesting about that, it was because she didn't remember in the in her post what what salsa it was so I was kind of googling around hoping uh-huh. to find it and there was a whole reddit thread about it like someone trying to remember what it was and thankfully someone else had had found a um a link to it it's Chi-Chi's salsa the commercial was called swig and it was created by Oof. bbdo minneapolis so about, this, about uh 15 years ago so this wasn't for the restaurant it was for their like store brand yeah salsa. if you've ever had That's the chichi salsa actually i'm, I'm a fan that. of i think it's good salsa tell me what you think about this ad it's um there's no talking so i'll just narrate it okay you, you hear the sounds of a party in the background there's a woman in a red dress she's clearly pouring out all the salsa from her chichi salsa to go serve to her guests she puts the lid back on the can on the bottle then goes to rinse it out she almost i think for a second what she does is it looks like she's going to throw that away or recycle it and then she has a second thought i need to rinse it out right so she goes to the sink puts you know a little bit of water in shakes it up okay and then watch what happens she's about to pour it out instead she just drinks it like it's a bloody mary damn it and then she licks and then she the rim. Licks the rim. God damn it! And then it says "good no matter what" at the end. So you're not in you you and Felicia are uh, I, well, share. This, I'm surprised. This is released in 2002. I didn't realize. Is Chi-Chi's brand salsa still around? Are they still? Selling? You know, I think so. I feel like I see it in um, the store. Here's the deal. That makes me sick, but I think it's a good ad. I actually do too, and it doesn't gross me out the way the um, it doesn't gross me out the way that the ranch dressing one does. Although I have no argument with someone who says that it does yeah. gross them out. Yeah, I mean, it does and gross I don't me think out. It I makes me feel a little that. bit ill. Um, but her acting is kind of good. Yeah. Like, a couple of times, she has to, like, kind of, like, remember to do something. So, like, I can't explain. It's just this quiet moment of a woman alone in her kitchen. Um, you can but, see her like, thought process. You can see her thought process. And then even at the end, when she goes to lick the rim, which is disgusting, like, there's just something, um, you know, who knows? We should look up who this actress is. Maybe she's in... Game of Thrones now. Um, yes, it's Lena Headey. Oh my gosh, that's why. That's why. Shame, shame for drinking the salsa. Um, <laughs> don't laugh at that. That wasn't good. Um, Confess. <laughs> you drank the salsa. Um, is that why there's a giant undead knight in the background? Yeah. In this scene? See, I didn't so get weird. that. That thing is a, that, wow. What won't Game of Thrones <laughs> take a sponsorship on? All right. So uh, you have one more here. Is this just one more gross one? I, I'm actually starting to feel a little gross in my stomach after watching that last one. Is this one going to make me throw up? It's intense. And I oh, and I really related? even question. I I came very close to not including this, and I don't know well how we'll share this here because it's a very long ad that is in totally in tie. So then, is it not really a commercial? It's not really something for TV. Was it something that was just like who even knows? Like I don't know how it works in Thailand. This is right. over two minutes. Yeah, it's exactly two and a half, so it's a standard length of some sort. Yeah, um, it's for a bug spray, like a you know house like spray to kill bugs in your house um insect killer for called changerite and this is for this uh thanks to uh, ddh and dave who who both talked about this i'm i'm sorry i don't remember or know who posted it first but this is from a reddit thread that's just tie ads are simply on the next level and this is insane um we maybe don't have to play the whole thing but if you haven't checked this out on the facebook group Come join the Facebook group. Come click on the link because I'll be including it with the show sheet this week. There's a a guy, like an adult man, dressed in a very gross, like sort of full body suit that's meant to look like a bug. I can't tell if it's like an ant specifically or if it's some other mm-hmm. kind of gross crawling bug, but he's a grown man 
dressed like this bug. It's kind of, I mean, I'm only seeing the very first still shot of it. It's kind of cute. Why do you say it's gross? Trust but, me, it gets gross. Okay, because he's kind of wearing just like a yellow bodysuit underneath it. Then it's got this yeah, kind of plastic when, coverings and a little bug helmet. And, yeah, but when you see the stuff that's stuck to his face, like oh, the feelers that are stuck to his oh, face, like gross. it's very gross. Okay, so right. why don't you just play it? I'll narrate it as far as we can, and maybe we'll have to edit it out and post or something. Okay, so it looks so like long. he's digging at a door. Yeah, maybe he's a termite because he's eating the wood of their door. And then there's a couple. Yeah, that's a termite. So there's a couple watching him uh, eat this wood. The man and the couple says, I'll, I'll spray it with tendrite foam. Okay. So now the so the, the man is spraying down this other man who's dressed up mm-hmm. like a termite. He looks very intense. The right. guy has a murderous look on his face, and the termite guy is obviously freaking out as this stuff is hitting him. Right. So he sprays him all with foam. He's screaming. But... He's fine. The bug is fine. He looks. The woman and the man are like still alive. What brand is that? Chandrite. Where are you going? The bug, the bug says back home. So yeah, so the the bug is just like getting ready to hit the street. He looks a little bit dejected now. Well, he's walking towards the street, or he looks. He's like he's like he's been given a new life. He thought he was being killed by a bug okay. spray, but he's fine. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna go back and tell them that change right is trash. He spits and he walks away. Goes back home to his termite den. Where all the other bugs are dressed the same as him. I know where this is going. Yep. This is hilarious. It's brother, says one of the other termites. Brother. Brother is not dead. They're like hugging him and touching him. Yes. But he's covered in this foam. Yep. Now the foam's getting all over his buddies. They can't hurt you, brother. And see how gross they look. And he says, from now on, we won't have to die. Cut to, they are in death agonies with foam coming out of their mouth. And it's really gross and very graphic. Wow, they're all just spread. Now it kind of looks like a Star Trek cave, sort of. (laughs) It does look like a Star Trek cave. And they're all sprawled out and just dying horrible deaths with green foam foam pouring out of their mouths. I mean, it's really disgusting. We see a Full, oh, by the end, we just see hundreds of bugs. It's so gross. That's not... But you had me really worried. That is kind of gross, but that doesn't make me sick the way that the two food-related really? ones Really? This one yeah. made me feel sicker than the salsa one. Really? Yeah. But oh, the way that no the way. green foam just is just like pouring out of their mouths um, is upsetting to me. I would like to know more about the origins of this, though, because at the end, they, somebody says the F word, and it's like... Did you notice that? No. Yeah, somebody says the F word, and they kind of use the little star, so it's F star CK in the translation. And I'm just wondering, like, is this something that really aired on TV? Is this a video that they made just to, like, kind of go viral? Yeah, I don't Um, know what what the situation in Thailand is. I'd love to know more about that. Uh, Anyway, I kind of like that commercial. I think it's good. I think it's too long. I think they could have done it all in one minute. Totally, yeah. The last 30 seconds are basically recapping the first minute. So, yeah. yeah, totally don't need to. I think... I think in America, you could do that ad in America. You'd change the pacing a little bit. Um, but I think it could actually work if you just like tightened it up. Oh, definitely. Uh, I see you have a big note here. Needs a ruling. Yeah, Is we this got the a couple. I feel like we got a couple of uh, uh, emails and, and voice Facebook posts from people who are sort of, if not explicitly asking for a ruling, kind of inviting a ruling. Okay. Does that mean, is this just your way of saying you want me to pull out my judge's <laughs> hammer? Sure. Why don't, why don't we also make this a... Uh, uh, ad court. Um, this is from listener Julia, aka my sister. Um, this Geico ad where the gecko is having the yard sales in heavy rotation, um, just because something is in a yard sale, does that mean it's for sale? She asks. I've never heard that that's a yard sale rule. Is that a thing? Or are these people just smug entitled jerks? Can I just, you skipped over one part here, and I, I think you wisely did, but I'm going to unwisely cool, bring it up, cool, because yeah. she says that she's seeing this in heavy rotation on something called IMDB Free Dive. Have you heard of that? I don't know what Does that is. IMDB have something where, that's really interesting. Is it? 
I think so. Is IMDb actually programming stuff now? I don't know. That's why I skipped over it. Well, I think it seemed outside good. of our mission. <laughs> IMDb Freedive. Watch TV shows and movies online for free. This opens up a whole new door. How do you not think this is interesting? I mean, I, I think it's interesting to me as a consumer of media. I don't know that it's relevant to this discussion. They got Donnie Darko. Oh, good. <laughs> all right. Maybe all right, don't lead it. with Donnie Darko, IMDb Free Dive. <laughs> I am interested in that. Thank you for that, Julia. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, now, public service announcement, IMDb Free Dive. Uh, let's go to this um, Geico commercial. So actually, I think I've seen this one before. Oh, it's in heavy rotation on regular television, yeah. for sure. Well, I like to think that IMDb is regular, too. I don't think that we have to put things in categories. Um I've been a fan of IMDb Freedive for a long time now. Um, so, yeah, you have this big garage sale, and it would seem that is the – I'm a little confused here already because sure. you, if this were just the gecko's yard sale, everything mm-hmm. would be the gecko Tiny. size. So this is probably some human's yard sale, and the gecko Maybe is it's like one up. of those neighborhood, like everybody comes together yard it. sale. Those are the best. Okay, so but I do like what they're doing with scale here. That's the best part of the gecko commercials, right? Yeah. So you have a bunch of regular size stuff, but then uh, like sitting on top of like an old 8-track player or something, you see the little gecko. I'm sorry. This is totally unrelated, but I feel like after your IMDb free dive. I'm trying to stay focused here. (laughs) uh, Diversion. Um, I just have to say, every time I see the gecko now, I think of Snoop Dogg narrating that animal planet about the lizard going, this is a gecko. And if this is a gecko, he's got a 15% chance or more of getting away from these snakes. Does he say this is a gecko? He doesn't say this is a gecko? He says it's a gecko. (laughs) I didn't even catch that. Um, I'm unclear if that's an old thing that's been... I think it's an old probably. clip that's been bouncing around for a while that you discovered recently. Maybe it's new, but you can look no, it up. No, it's probably old. I just um, saw it for the first time. It made me laugh so hard. Um, anyway, uh, so in this one, a yard sale is going on. You can picture it, but then we have like a small little scene on top of, like I say, an 8-track player or something, and the small little geckos up there. And I think that... Um, so. He's surrounded by a couple of chairs, I believe. A little rocking chair, like a a gecko-sized rocking chair. Um, And a couple comes up and asks him about it and what he's charging for it. A full-size human couple. Yes. That rocking chair would look great in our new house. Our new house, hey? Well, you should definitely see how Geico could help you save on homeowners insurance. Nice tip. I'll give you two bucks for the chair. Two? (laughs) That's a Victorian antique. Can I just point out, though, and I know we're not getting any closer to your sister's question, but, like, I love the whole setup. Oh, all these little toys. I want them. They're so great. Yeah. So, like, the gecko has his own little yard sale, a tiny little yard sale on With top all, of this. Including, thing. let's uh, lose all the tiny things we look see. Look at the thing. Look, it's Tiny rollerblades. But do you see that it's actually even trying to sell a tiny little dish TV satellite yes. dish? Because <laughs> those things are just, like... You turn over the earth and you find one of those yeah, things. Yeah, a now. tiny, a tiny uh, candelabra, um, a tiny uh, record, like milk crates with record, tiny records in them. Did you mention the uh, the rollerblades? You got a uh, ping pong paddles and a tiny little table. Tiny I, beach ball. You, Genevieve and I are huge into small Love scale small stuff things. like this. Like I really want to buy all of this stuff right yeah. now. I'd even put up with an annoying gecko talking about insurance all the time. Do you think nobody ever really addresses that? I would like to see a commercial where. You see the gecko just being confronted for the fact that everything comes back to insurance with him. Like, can we have one goddamn conversation with our friend, the gecko, without him bringing up insurance? Well, what? I mean, Flo's the same way. You want to fight with Flo, too? Um, For some reason, and this is maybe not fair, I get the impression that the way the Flo and Jamie commercials are constructed, that there's more going on in their lives. But she, they're always talking. Well, Flo is always talking about insurance. I will say Jamie Jamie's, seems easily distracted. <laughs> Jamie's talking about IMDb free dive. Yeah. Am I the Jamie of this podcast? I'm not not the Jamie of yeah, this podcast. Yeah, I mean, I feel like probably. <laughs> okay, let's go back to the beginning here. That rocking chair would look great in our new house. Oh, a new house, hey? Well, you should definitely see how Geico could help you save on homeowners insurance. Nice tip. I'll give you two bucks for the chair. Two? That's a Victorian antique. All right. How much for the recliner, then? Wait, wait. How did that get out here? That that is definitely not for sale. Is this a yard sale? If it's in the yard, then it's... For sale. Uh, here we go. Geico. It's easy to switch and save on. So thus, your sister's question. That's right? her question. So on a different 
platform, not immediately next to the Geico, is like a sort of ratty old armchair. And I guess gecko sized. Gecko sized. And I guess the implication is that someone of uh, his partner, uh, his roommate, I don't know, mistakenly or intentionally brought this chair out to sell mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to sell it. Right. But the people's insistence that if something is out in a yard, is a yard, it's for sale, is presumptuous, I think. I mean, I think you can, you would assume that it was for sale, but once you're told that it's not. Although I would be very annoyed, I have to admit, unless something clearly says not for sale, which, you know, this card table isn't for sale. It's being used for yeah. holding up stuff. You know, I wouldn't, I might ask if it was for sale, but I wouldn't assume that it was. But if something like is just out there without a sign on and it seems like, a thing in a yard sale and then they were like oh no that's not for sale i would be annoyed if i wanted to buy it maybe for a second here's the thing though chairs are often the things that are not being sold at a yard sale sitting because somebody's it. sitting in it because they're out in their yard sale all yeah day. but like a barco lounger but either way if somebody if you were in a yard sale and somebody and you saw something you liked and you said oh well, how much for this and they said oh my gosh I'm so sorry. That's a mistake. Mm -hmm. My daughter must have brought that out. She didn't realize that that's something I'm hanging on to. Yeah, you'd be annoyed for a second, but you would move on. Yeah. You wouldn't try to, like, press the point. Like, no, sorry, you violated the rules of yard sale. So, I guess... We'll have to take this to yard sale court. um, So, is Geico stretching the truth? Like, I'm actually trying to make this a real question. Um... Is it kind of a lame joke if Geico is stretching the rules of society? Like creating fake rules right. that aren't applied and then hanging your joke on that. I don't think it's a very good joke. This ad has never really stood out to me as one of their better ones. I mean, they have so many, some of which are hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. And this one is not particularly hilarious. It's just kind of visually interesting with like the little stuff. I love the little stuff, yeah. though. I want all that little stuff. Same. Can we ask our friend Kat Solon to just recreate that little <laughs> tableau for us? Yeah, we should just miniature? ask her to like... She doesn't have anything else going on, Just does art she? design our lives for us. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. She's not like uh, directing music videos or, no. TV, or TV shows, helming TV shows. Oh, my gosh. Um, all right. Uh, let's see here. So I guess I just want to hit my gavel one more time because I got it here. So we are ruling in favor of Julia and against the gecko and the ad wizards. Correct. Okay. Um, this is another one where we can sort of weigh in. Again, it wasn't specifically requested that we issue a ruling, but um, since we're here, we've, since we've got our judge's hammer out... Uh, this is from listener Nick, and he says, These play on Hulu, um, and it's an ad for Capital One. Why don't you go ahead and give it a play? Oh, and then no. We'll... Is this Jennifer Garner? No. <laughs> thankfully, no. This is about a new thing that Capital One's actually doing. It's not for the card. It's for, like, they're moving into, like, the brick-and-mortar bank space, I guess. Okay. But they're trying to do it in a... They're trying to disrupt the bank industry, I guess. Oh. Okay. Is it, like, we opened a bank factory in Germany? Yes. That kind of thing? <laughs> we... We opened a bank factory. Okay, so this first one we is... We bought a bank factory. The Capital One Cafes. Yes. That's what this is um, advertising. Yeah, so you're going to hear uh, your average white guy in a suit uh, talking to directly to the camera as he walks through this light-filled uh, new way, like, space that's like a new way of doing banking. I think I've seen yeah. this. Is it me, or do all banks feel the same? He knocks down, like... A mirror that shows like traditional, you know, it just looks like columned banks and whatnot. Yeah, and it sort of looks like a hall of mirrors representing just like generic banks. And then when it crumbles down around him, now we see the inside of this Capital One Cafe, which is like somewhere between an Apple store and a coffee shop. It's like it's like a LA s. It's like a coffee shop you'd find in LA, sort of. Precisely. Okay, so let's go back here a little bit. Let's go back to the shattered glass part. That's why Capital One is building something completely different. Capital One Cafes. Welcoming places. I kind of hate how excited this guy is about it. Oh, he's so excited. His face is hurting me. <laughs> I don't know why. His face is hurting me. He's not a bad looking guy or anything. It's just like, I don't know. I don't love that shirt he's wearing under his blazer. It's like, it's too casual, which I think is going to tie in with Nick's uh, complaint here. Okay. Welcoming places. With people here to help you, not sell you. With savings and checking accounts with no fees or minimums that are easy to open from right here or anywhere in five minutes. No smoke, no mirrors. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Mm. 
And I mean, I kind of like the no smoke, no mirrors because it's like a callback to the um, to the mirror part at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But what is the smoke? But where's the smoke? Yeah. Uh, I think they should have visualized that if they're going to make that play on words. I agree. Nick writes, personally, I don't mind how banks are stuffy, quiet, and maybe rather dull. It's a bank, not the club. Mm. I don't want a casual atmosphere while talking about my money. I want good service and professionalism. Mm. And I, I tend to agree. I mean, I don't, when I go to my bank of America, which, you know, I have my problems with them, but it's not that it's like, it's not fun enough in here. I can't get a coffee in here. You know, like that's not my, that's not my issue with them. It's more like, how they do like terrible things by, you know, charging fees to poor people and stuff. You are not going to like the Capital One snuggle parties. No, also... I'm not. Did you heard about these? <laughs> I mean, I know what a snuggle they're not, party is. They're non-sexual. Is. They're just uh, Capital One snuggle parties. Yeah. You just go and you snuggle with your banker. A Capital Cuddle. It's it's called a Capital So you have heard of them. Yes. Why, why were you feigning ignorance? I didn't want you to know that I go to the Capital One Cuddle Puddle. It's fine. It's, uh, it's not sexual. It's not sexual. Um, okay. So um, you have another one here. Is this also from Nick or did this just spark now, this idea in you? What made me think of this, this is for Ally Bank, is what when I saw this ad for the Capital One Cafe Banks or whatever, bank cafes, um, I feel like if you people think if you add cafe to it, it's like like Mick Cafe. Mick Cafe, so sophisticated. I do wonder. I mean, like you said, they're trying to disrupt something here, and maybe it'll take off. Maybe like ten years from now, the the types of places we go to bank could look different. I mean, I, I kind of doubt it, but I think more surprising things have happened, and I do wonder if it's a somewhat generational thing. Like maybe a younger generation comes up and does expect more of a casual. Uh, feel when they go right. to the bank. That feels more like and... something, yeah, like a like a space where you do other things besides just your banking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, I, like, I feel like if I have banking to do, if I have to go into a bank for any reason, it's usually something that like I've. There's no other way for me to do it digitally, right? Like. Mm-hmm. I can deposit checks digitally. I can take out money, um, you know, from an ATM. I don't need to go into a space to to get cash. Um, anything else is like, I guess the only time I've been in a bank in the last couple of years was like I needed a, um, like a registered, not a registered check, but you know, what do you call it? Like a money order or something. Not a money order. What's the word I'm looking for here? Like we had, to, I had to pay for our travelers mo- check. No, no. no like oh, a, oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, like a bank issued official check that's right. like you definitely. This is definitely the. We definitely have this money covered because I had to pay for mm, our moving a certified expenses. Certified check. Uh, I can't remember. I think it's a certified. Maybe check. a certified check. So I had to get a certified check to pay for our movers, and I had to physically go in and get it because I had to be like a piece of paper. Uh huh. The only other time I have to go to the bank is when we bring in our, we roll our coins and we bring oh, in yeah. our coins like once I, a year. Which is not something I think a lot of millennials And are I doing. just can't, yeah, right? And I just can't see this cafe environment. It doesn't seem like the place where they want you to bring in 40 pounds worth of change oh God, rolled just, up. Can you imagine bringing in 40 pounds of change not rolled up though and just dumping them? They, won't, like, they won't deal with you. They'll be like, fuck off and go roll this yourself. Now here is the deal. The but, more we're talking about this, the more I remember either... <laughs> This is so lame. I think I heard like somebody talking about this in like a public radio segment that I caught the end of, or I literally might have just overheard somebody talking about this on an airplane or something. Okay. So, you know. Take it with a grain of salt. Take it with a grain of salt. And I'm actually now on like um, NBC San Diego's uh, website because they're Capital One Cafe brings baking and lattes to San Diego. I think the idea is... These spaces are just open to anybody who wants a cup of coffee and to charge your phone and you can just use it as a coffee shop and also it is a bank and it's a way of kind of like getting people in there. Is the coffee free? I don't think so. So it's I a could coffee be wrong. shop. I think it's a coffee shop. But also I could be wrong. But is there also like the bulletproof glass and stuff? I want to see one of these get robbed. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe maybe you should be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah. That's what we should say when we take in our change. <laughs> 
we're being the change we want to see in the world. Man, will you change this for some money? Do you know that they, well, I think you do because you've been through this with me. A huge disappointing thing about modern banking is when you take in a bunch of rolled up coins, as some really cool people do that I know, mm-hmm. they won't just hand over money to you I know, now. they put it in your account. They say, okay, how much do you think this is? Okay, and then they say, we're going to verify that and we're going to take it. Like, we don't do it here. That's We've got a I coin gotta... star in the back that we're going to run yeah, it through. right. Um, but yeah, they took all of my stuff. This was in LA and they said, okay, well, we don't do the actual kind of certification yeah, here. Yeah, you could have some wooden nickels in there. Yeah, and we will, uh, And but here's a receipt for what you said you gave us and then this will appear in your checking or savings account, which really takes out the fun of it for me. To me, saving all the coins, which is, I know, a stupid, antiquated thing, where it's like, we do it, Bean Baxter does it, and like, that's it. I think th- those I are think the there's more than, than us doing it. I mean, at the end of the year, you have like 100 bucks. Yeah, but I like I'm going to leave, like, I'm going to throw $100 away. But no, but what I like is, here's our giant bag of coins. Now, give me some money because it feels like fun money. Now, let's go to Yeah, but what if they Goldies. gave you the money and then they count it all out? And this has happened to us. It's been like, I've missed Discounted, or I put an extra or not really? enough quarters in a roll, you know, just by mistake. And so it was like off by 50 cents or something. And like, it doesn't seem meaningful, but they can't just take your word for it. In the past, though, they did, they did, they did, they did, they, did, they waited <laughs> in front of you, right? Sorry, you got a little porky pig there. <laughs> they waited in front of you. They did something. They had these little trays that they would put them on and kind of, I think, both weigh it and make sure that it was the right length. And right? they would take it out of the out of the things out of the sleeves no because you got to take them out of the sleeves yeah they didn't verify that it was real i mean i don't i mean i remember doing this a lot though like in high school and stuff and walking out of there the world was a more trusting place it is true um well the reason i put this i put in another um bank commercial here not because it was one that nick sent but because this cafe approach to banking is very reminiscent of how ally bank which i think is exclusively an online bank Mm mm-hmm so they don't aren't doing a cafe approach, but just tonally, like that's a lot of how their ads are. Like, banks have been stuffy, and you know, old white guys in suits. But like now, banking can be more fun and approachable. And I just think it's interesting that that seems to be the direction. I do wonder if it's a generational thing, the direction that the the tone of bank commercial, like bank commercials and bank marketing, is going. That's like, I do think there was for years, um kind of a bent towards all bank commercials needed to be like the more serious the better because they're really trying to communicate Mm -hmm. reliability and stability to people and we just we have different expectations now that like not only is something going to be safe for our money but like it needs to be approachable as Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. Um, and I just think the marketing around money has changed so much this ally ad that I shared with us is just one that caught my eye because I think it's a terrible ad that like sends the weirdest possible message about whether Ally is a good bank. Okay. So you have a woman who is on the phone with an Ally bank customer service representative, and she's saying that she has a hard time trying new things. And then it cut to a series of vignettes of her trying new things that work out terrible for her. Okay. Like what? Well, Well, let's go through it. Okay, here. So I can reach Ally Bank 24-7, but there are no branches. 24-7. I'm sorry, I'm just really reluctant to try new things. Really? What's wrong with trying new things? Look, mommy's new vacuum. Okay, so, so oh, she puts ahead, down like a sort of a, you know, generic Roomba type of vacuum on the floor, turns it on, and it attacks her pet. Oh. You feel that in your muscle? Okay, now she's like in a gym with a bunch of, um, what do you call those, electro- like a, electrodes all yeah. over her body. and That kind of like stimulate your muscles. Okay, and uh, we hear the trainer talking to her. You feel that in your muscles? <laughs> Ooh, the electrodes electrocute her. Yep. So that's a lawsuit. Seems like it. Also the Roomba, I think. Yeah, good point. I mean, it chased that cat. And comedy always comes in threes, so I assume there's another one in Bingo. here. Bingo. Drink water. Okay, now she's back home. She's I guess she, for I guess robots. She's, she's out. She does like robots. She's out one cat, so now she has a robot dog that's sticking its face into water. Why you would give a fake dog real water is a mystery to me. Uh, I believe you. Uh, <laughs> was it you or a friend who one time uh, gave a fake baby a real bath? Is that what the line was when you were babysitting? No, I used to babysit these kids in college. It was like my regular gig. I had a a couple of hours a week. The kids weren't in college. I was in college. Um, The the kids were little. And the the little girls, I was always exhausted when I was babysitting these kids. So I would sort of like, I mean, I kept them safe, but 
you know, I was often sort of zonked on the couch while the kids were just playing or uh-huh. whatever. And um, I think it was, oh, and, and I shared this gig with a friend of mine. So I would hear about her interactions with the kids uh, okay. when I would, when it would be like my day. Uh-huh. And so the kids, and I think she also was often zonked on the couch because the kids were like, when Jessica was here last time, she let us put fake dogs in real water. Fake dogs in real water. And what I came to realize was Jessica was sort of like, yeah, do whatever you want. And so they were just like filled up the sink and put their little cloth pound puppies in (laughs) the sink full of water, which I'm sure was a total mess. The reason I said fake babies is I thought they were their their dolls or something that they watched. So this is a fake dog in real water. In real water. Okay, so this is the third thing. I have a feeling this dog's going to get buzzed. Yeah, there's a lot of electrocution and robot stuff. Drink water. It's a long story. Well, not having branches lets us give you great rates and service. I'd like that. A new way to bank, a better way to save. So the story of this lady is she's tried a bunch of new things, which were all unmitigated disasters. And then one customer service person goes like, well, this one's not going to be a disaster. She's like, great, sign me up. Well, it doesn't sound like she's, she's going to get electrocuted. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to go back to the cafe for a second, though, just because I was kind of trying to fact check if it is true that they're trying to make these more like coffee shops where you can do banking. And it says here that um, the uh, cafe will be staffed by both baristas and Capital One, quote unquote, ambassadors mm-hmm. who will be on hand to answer financial questions. Um, those employees will be wearing name tags and casual attire. The Capital <laughs> One Cafe is open to everybody, regardless of your if you're a member of the bank. However, if you are a member and you use your card at the cafe, you get some perks, including half off on coffee. So I do think part of this is like, saying, hey, I'm walking down the street. I need a place to uh, charge my phone for a little bit and maybe use the restroom and, you know, basically Starbucks it up. Mm -hmm. That's how Starbucks gets people in their doors in some cases. Right. Um, And then while you're in there, it's like, hey, can I interest you in a CD? Right. Yeah, probably. Um, And then you're like, yeah, I'll take the the ACDC CD. Do you have Back in Black or Razor's (laughs) Edge? And they say, sir, please leave the Capital One Cafe now. Yes, right. Before we move on, though, I can't talk. You were mentioning serious banking commercials. And, of course, there was, for those of us who grew up in the 90s, you'll remember there was a very earnest style of banking commercials where it's like one person kind of half mm-hmm. in the shadows, yes. oddly, wearing a tie. Almost often, ominously. Um, talking directly to the camera, kind of softly explaining that, like, we're here for you, whatever your needs are. And there were two different kinds of commercials on SNL, like parodies that mocked this. And one... You know both of these oh, yeah. well, right? Like, I loved these growing up. The one was about a bank where... This is relevant to our interests, where you can go to, into a bank and they will make change for you, no matter what kind of change you're looking for. I needed to take the bus, but all I had was a $5 bill. I went to First Citywide, and they were able to give me four singles and four quarters. <laughs> We will work with the customer to give that customer the change that he or she needs. If you come to us with a $20 bill, we can give you two tens. We can give you four fives. We can give you a ten and two fives. We will work with you. I went to my first citywide branch to change a 50. I guess I was in kind of a hurry. I asked for a 20, a 10, and two fives. Well, their computers picked up my mistake right away. <laughs> I got the correct change. We've been in this business a long time. With our experience, we're going to have ideas for change combinations that probably haven't occurred to you. If you have a $50 bill, we can give you 50 singles. We can give you 49 singles and 10 dimes. We can give you 25 twos. Come talk to us. The come talk to us is so on the nose. We are not going to give you change that you don't want. If you come to us with a $100 bill, we're not going to give you 2,000 nickels. Unless that meets your particular change needs. We will give you the change equal to the amount of money that you want change for. Um, Our business is making change. That tone of like, come talk to us. We can work with you. It's so... That was exactly what every banking commercials in the ni- commercial in the nineties was like, you know. Um, hey, do we have? It looks like a correction here. I, you know not what? a correction. Just I a, hate to be corrected. It's not a correction, as far as I know. It's just a, some additional information. Um, we we talked about that uh, E Trade commercial where Lindsay Lohan. We, we did a, a sue me for what show where right. people got sued over commercials. Lindsay Lohan sued uh, for, I guess, reputation. Uh, damage or something i forget exactly what she was suing about but basically that she was being referenced in a commercial about a milkaholic 
because mm-hmm. it was in the midst of her problems with uh, with substance abuse. Um, and listener Carolyn wrote in that one of the reasons that that milkaholic ad was so closely connected to Lohan and that she may have had an even stronger case that it was really referencing her was that she used to be part of the Got Milk campaign uh. as she was like kind of becoming famous. And so if you want to click on this uh, link here, you, there's I, I couldn't find one where she was... Um, where it was a video commercial, you know, they had some milk, got milk oh, ads okay. where it was like, I think, you know, video. This was just a, a got milk poster, um, but it's a picture of Lohan at her sort of peak. Um, and she says, I may be on the way up, but I still drink milk. About 15% of your height is added during your teens and the calcium in milk helps, uh, can help. Who knows? Maybe one day you'll see your name in lights, which I don't think that's great copy, but whatever. Right. Um, and, you know, it's it's just Lindsay Lohan at her sort of most beautiful, I think. Um, so, yeah, so that actually, I think, adds a lot of weight to her case against E-Trade, that they were referencing several things that were closely tied to her. It wasn't just her substance abuse issues, but and also the, name. the milk thing. And, yeah. of course, they were babies in this commercial, so that's when they said milkaholic. I still think it's... Um, I don't know. Oh, well, they, nobody ended up ruling in that case. It was a settlement, I think they right? settled. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah. I wonder what would have happened if that had gone to court. I actually do think she had a case. Not, I think it's harder for us to remember like how much in the news she was yeah. and how closely Lindsay was associated with one person. With her name. Yeah. Uh, I got a couple of emails here uh, sent to us at uh, after these messages show at gmail.com. This one came from Heather in Chicago. Um, and she takes issue with the new iPad Pro commercial where you see this young hip guy kind of flipping his iPad all over the dang place as he's making his way <laughs> through the city. Um, and I've seen this a bunch of times. I haven't really paid a lot of yeah, attention. Yeah, I've seen it too, to but you're right. Tablet, And it's got a stylus that I really, I wanted something with a stylus for so long because these commercials work on me. Now I have the stylus. I never use it. And I'm always thinking like, I need to download some apps so I can use my stylus, yeah. which is not really like how it should work. But, um, you know, it shows him. We realize at some point he's uh, trying to make what his about way. about your drawing game? Yeah. Honestly, it's easier with my fingertips. Oh, okay. Um, the one thing about a stylus, if we're going to get real about this for a second and do a tech review show, when you hold a pen, mm-hmm. unless you're a lefty and you guys have gotten used to, to not doing this because you don't want to smear the ink, as a right-handed person, you hold a pen your the rest of your hand is often setting on the yes. surface and that and then you just use your fingers to move the pen obviously but you can't just set your hand on the surface on something that is a you know touch sensitive screen so i find myself using the pen when you're talking about me playing draw something well it's kind of harder to draw with a pen when you can't right. you hold the pen like you normally would no that's a good point uh, i hadn't thought about that I but wonder yeah if people, that- like this is a weird thing, but I wonder if people make gloves or something or if people tend to wear, like, because you see a lot, I know that there are, like, professional cartoonists. We have a friend who does this and she does a lot of stuff and I think her boyfriend does a lot of stuff, um, a lot of drawing on iPads, I assume, yeah. or tablets. I mean, and I've seen people can it. learn to, you know, adjust their style uh-huh. and be and have as much control over, over the thing. But I do wonder about that. Maybe the glove question is an interesting one. Yeah. I mean, um, that's your... Take that on Shark Tank. Well, it's interesting because I think it was like the iPhone that led to a bunch of fingerless gloves. Oh, yeah. You know, um, And those gloves, you had a pair that were like... I have a pair of gloves. Yeah, they're like cool. little, uh, you know, just wooly little gloves. You know, they're not leather mm-hmm. or anything. And they have the pointer finger on each one has a, a tip that's made of something else. It feels like oh. wool or whatever. But that tip, none of the other fingertips, but that tip can be read by a phone. Oh, you also had a it's pair like of fingerless magic. gloves that then had a cup over and then turn them into mittens. Yeah, right? but the one with the with the, with the special wool that can be yeah. felt by a phone is amazing. Is it on the thumb too? Because I mostly use my thumb on my phone. Um, no, but these are before... I bought these a long mm. time ago. Uh, anyway, so Heather doesn't like all this flippity-flipping going on in this commercial. He's By the way, we see that he's heading to the airport at some point because he like flips it closed and goes through the TSA. And then we see him on an, an airplane, and he's like kind of got his rig out now. He's got his, his iPad up, but it's got the... Um, it's got the keyboard attached to it. And he's sitting next to a businessman who's on a more traditional laptop. And they're both laptoping it up and getting their business done on the plane. And then the announcement comes that, oh, hey, we're landing now. You have to put away your uh, your any kind of laptop computers. But, of course, we can still use tablets there. So the other guy has to put his computer away and under the seat. Our little flippy friend flips up his table, you know, closes his tray table, and then 
just transforms his little computer back into just a, a pad. So let's just take and a And then double middles to the flight attendant, right? <laughs> yes. And then he says, no, I won't stop playing words with friends. <laughs> oh, and he like... Flippy, flippy. He just rolls his, uh, his pad along his desk and it picks up with a magnet it picks up the stylus right. that's kind of a cool little move and we see him walking down city stairs and he's like literally flipping this thing around in his hand like he's a magician of some sort it's time to put away your computers everybody else has to put theirs under the seat but he's still going his is now just a tablet again so what does Heather say about this she says I want to know how many times this guy flipping the iPad around like that like it's a yo-yo drop that iPad during filming. Also, how many people who buy an iPad would treat it like such ridiculous two exclamation points. <laughs> this article shares my feelings and she linked to this article from um, ZDNet. Um, and I want let's see who wrote this because I'm going to read uh, exactly what he said. Uh, Chris, oh my gosh, Reeves, look at all M-A-T-Y-S-Z-C-Z-Y-K. Matasizic. Good job. Um, I wasn't even going for it. Um, and uh, here's what here's how he describes it. He says, he's at his desk doing important things. He has it plugged into an LG display, but cool people don't sit still, so he unplugs it, flips up his Apple Pencil magnetically, and waves it about in order to close it. Oh, but he doesn't stop there. Our hero is walking down the street, and he has need of his pencil again. Does he merely grab it? No, no. He flicks it up and spins it around first, because merely grabbing things is so de class A. In the subway, he doesn't merely open it. He waves it open with an arm movement that wouldn't disgrace a matador. <laughs> this guy's really like yeah. speaking Heather's Chris, language here. Chris really let it let himself go on this one. <laughs> yes. And when he's on the plane, did I mention he was casually hustling towards the airport? He needs to offer a couple of pro spins after his machine comes off the TSA conveyor belt. Once on the plane, he's not one to mindlessly obey the put away your computers instructions. Instead, a one-handed wave of his iPad Pro turns it into a really big Kindle with a pencil, and he carries on working. Uh, I don't, you know. I love people getting outraged over small things like this, so I'm 100% on Chris and Heather's team here. But I, honestly, I don't care. I yeah, just like the this, I just care for the this outrage. This isn't the thing that makes me grumpy. <laughs> right. Um, but I, uh, yeah, like you, uh, I support needless outrage, obviously. Yeah, obviously. What else we got going on? Also, this is cool. Uh, I got an email here from Nate. And, you know, you and I were, I think, thinking out loud last week or two weeks ago saying, should we do a live show? Like many things, just talking it out on the show uh, without really a lot of forethought. And uh, Nate or po- says, or post thought, or post. <laughs> You're right. I actually forgot we had that conversation until Nate wrote. First of all, live show. Heck yes, my wife and I would be there. And I saw a lot of you um, supporting that idea on the Facebook group. So thank you. Uh, keep keep telling us how you feel about it. I even saw some suggestions suggestions of uh, venues we could think about here in Seattle. So. Uh, we'll we'll keep thinking about it. I think we have enough time between now and the two hundred two hundredth show to um, come up with some kind of plan or at least a decision. And uh, Nate says, uh, we'll be there. We live in Tacoma. But even if we were Ernie's from Schenectady, <laughs> we'd still make it happen. Yes. Ernie's <laughs> is happening. Secondly, uh, I would love to hear your take on this commercial in the news. Commercials <laughs> in the news. I, this was sent to us um, also by some friends. Uh, this um, this headline from Relevant Magazine says it all. What was Ancestry.com thinking with this insane commercial? And, of course, Ancestry.com, it's the DNA discovery service. What, it, you know, they started service. out, Ancestry.com used to just be like... Um, more based on sort of records and things like you put your name in and oh and you put uh, you put in everything you know like these are my parents names these are my grandparents names um you know these are my siblings and then they start connecting you to like public records like oh look this ship's manifest had your great-grandparent on it or whatever you know mm-hmm. um and they've become more like 23andme i think now they also do dna okay yeah but they started out as more just primarily like a research family tree kind of stuff um well their commercials show a whole bunch of scenarios of like 
what possibly our ancestors would be doing, right? They do these little skits, like, yeah. um, and then at the end, you see the Ancestry.com logo. And it's Which I like, think is a great premise. Yeah, it's supposed to make you curious about how yeah. you ended up here, right? And that's it dramatizes something that's interesting. And I get I get the whole idea of the structure of these commercials. This is an abomination. But this one, and this has been pulled now with an apology from Ancestry.com, you see, um, it's like, you know, Civil War times, and you see a black woman, clearly a slave, and everything's a little hectic at the beginning, and she's stopped by a white man who loves her very much. Abigail, we can escape. He's holding a, a proposal ring, by the way, an engagement ring. To the north, I don't there's a place we can be together. Across the border. Will you leave with me? And it just says, without you, the story stops here. Abigail Williams. Lost chapters of your family history with Ancestry. Get started for free at Ancestry.ca. Now, that's terrible just on the face of it, right? Yes, this white savior narrative, this romanticizing of enslavement. uh, It's it's so... uh, Pollyanna-ish and like Disneyfied. It's just bad. And the, just on the face of it, that's all kind of obvious, yeah. right? And then I kind of wasn't thinking about why they would decide to do this particular story beyond it just being like, okay, this is another scenario. But of course, we've actually even talked about this on the show before. I always thought the DNA aspects of these things are a little bit shady anyway because they're all back to our European roots in a lot of cases. And then African-Americans are put in this weird position because a lot of their family trees only go back so far because of slavery, which was not all that long ago, I'd like to remind everybody. And so... This wasn't just a bad idea. This was a bad idea that came out of them probably thinking... So here, I'm reading directly from this Relevant Magazine article here. Um, A recent study found that uh, people who identify as African-American are, on average, about 24% European, according to their genome. History would suggest that this points to not a long legacy, obviously, of love-struck Civil War-era runaways, but the very dark and painful trauma endured by past generations of black Americans and the lingering effects. (laughs) You want me to ring the bell? (laughs) Genevieve just pointed to my bell. Um, Ding, ding, ding. That's not how it mostly happens, folks. Right. So not only is it totally... Whitewashing and glossing over that, like just a history of brutal rape and coercion and all kinds of stuff like that. I mean, even white women didn't have anything close to rights back then, let alone African-American women. And so you have all of that, but it's also them trying to address this market issue they have, which is the results for a lot of African-Americans are going to have European ancestry. And if you can think of it like, well, I wonder oh, you if know, so some, romantic. some white guy was, and nobody's fallen for this shit. Oh my God. Um, Harvard PhD activist uh, Clint Smith tweeted the ad was irresponsible, a historical depiction of the relationship between white men and black women during the period of chattel slavery that completely disregards the power dynamics and the trauma of sexual exploitation. You are literally romanticizing the surprise DNA results many black folks will get due to rampant sexual assault of black women during slavery and Jim Crow. Oh, that actually um, was tweeted. That second part was tweeted by New York Times Magazine reporter Nicole Hannah-Jones. She says, this is so trash. Um, So anyway, uh, this is the response from Ancestry. By the way, I had a theory that because somebody sent this to me like, what, three days ago? Our buddy Nick Jarin, who's been on the show before, sent this to me. And I said, I promise you they're going to say this is somehow like based on a true right. story because I was just, because they said Abigail at the end I'm like I bet you they're trying to I but turns out I was wrong or at least they didn't bring it up they just say ancestry is committed to telling important stories from history this ad was intended to represent one of those stories so well, they're that, not saying true story they're saying kind of like composite I guess so but I I think your your takeaway your pre- prediction was still pretty much right I think that they probably did try to find something that and look in in the you know vast sweep of history did a did an enslaved woman ever run away to freedom with a white man a good white man a good, truly, i'm sure i mean it must have happened at it some probably point. happened but i agree that like i mean I, I we've covered this but right this is such a whitewash yeah and it it's specifically addressing an issue and that kind of part was lost on me uh last um sort of note on this was Jesus Nice of the Jesus and Mero show um, tweeted out, 
White man, you can't sit here. Rosa Parks, why not? White man, because you already have a place in my heart. <laughs> Ancestry.com logo. <laughs> With soft fade out. Oh, he's so funny. You can't sell anything. You can sell anything. All right, that was a fun show. Thank Thanks you, for, Ad Council, uh, producing it for us, guys. Oh well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, this was great, and and I love. I I know that I don't always uh, interact on the Facebook group that often, but I uh, hopefully a lot of you saw me on there today, uh, enjoying all the many things that you've posted, and um, you know I love the things that people put there. That even if they're not quite, you know if they don't quite work for the podcast because they're like not super audio or whatever, but people are posting such interesting things about the way marketing is changing and the way marketing is working. I love reading all the articles people post. It's such good content. Um, so thank you. Uh, if you're not on the Facebook group, come check us out. Um, and please do email us at after these messages show at Gmail or call us at 607-444-5597. That's 607-444-5597. No voicemails today. So uh, hopefully we can get a bunch of those in here. Just sing us a jingle. That's all we ask. All right, guys. Talk to you next Tuesday. One thing about a lizard, I think he a Geico. If he a Geico, he got a 15% chance of making it up out of here. <laughs>